Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the January 29th, 2017 edition of Season 4 of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know about it. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is YLS. Wise guy, that's Y L S W E I S G U Y. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. This is a time of year where you start hearing Crown Trophy of Brooklyn and their machines getting extremely busy because they're hard at work preparing all those championship trophies for Championship Sundays coming up next month. But if you need them for any services, please give them a call at 718-769-4111. They'll be able to handle any and all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst. Most of all, like you, I am a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, please do so. You'll have access to all of our episodes going all the way back to our very first season. Plus, you'll be able to send in comments for each show. Please keep the comments nice. Much like the show is not about me criticizing, degrading, disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Court Report. As I said only a few minutes ago, this is the last show, the last Sunday of January. First and foremost, this signals the end of the winter break, or as they call Yeshiva Week. I hope everybody had an amazing few weeks uh, wherever they went on vacation, if you went on vacation, and that you're all coming back refreshed and relaxed and ready to get into what will be the most uh, the most interesting couple of weeks. Coming up this week, we turn the calendar to February, and you know what that means. Playoffs are on the horizon. February begins with the last two weeks of the regular season to be followed up by the most wonderful time of the year, the Yeshiva League playoffs. So you know the next couple of weeks are so important, so vital for just about every team. We're going to get to all of that in just a few minutes. I want to take some time out to say uh, a huge thank you to uh, to the network, to Nachum, to uh, to everybody who came out last night to the pre-recording of the halftime special, the kosher halftime special for the big game next week last night at Courtside Grill in uh, in Cedarhurst. It was a fantastic show. It was amazing food and just amazing people. The show itself is extremely amazing. Can't wait for everybody to be able to see that next week. That will happen halftime of the big game next Sunday. Just a public service announcement since we're on uh, on the topic of next Sunday. There will be no court report next Sunday after a week of getting our heads together and thinking about the best way to do it. We figured, why compete with the big game? Allow you guys to have a little fun and at halftime, come back to the uh, Nakam Siegel Network for 
the amazing show with Arya Kunstler. Please tune in next week. You will not be disappointed. Um, don't know exactly what time that'll be on the air. Obviously, that goes on, on when the halftime of the big game comes on. So just pay attention for that. But last night was amazing. And I really hope that you guys take the time to, to listen in and to tune in and to watch all that went on. Before we get into Yeshiva League Sports, I wanted to follow up last week's uh, episode, the interview with Amir Gavran for the YU Maccabees roller hockey team. Received such great acclaim, and I'm, I'm very happy that it did. The kids are amazing kids. I got the chance to see them this morning in their three games. Uh, uh, they had three games this morning out in North Arlington, like I mentioned last week. Can't wait to recap those games for you. That will happen this coming Tuesday. Today, uh, there's a lot to talk about in the Yeshiva League. So we're going to stick to that. I will uh, have a full recap of their games for you, as well as the uh, the YU basketball max, who had a little bit of history themselves this week. I will do that on Tuesday morning. Please tune in to the Jamie the AM sports update for that. But as for now, we're going to hit the road running in the Yeshiva League, because like I said, couple of weeks, we are looking squarely at the playoffs. What we're going to do is, because we're not going to be on next Sunday, we will have a show next Tuesday night. It will be an updated show Tuesday, and then what we're thinking of doing is, we're thinking of having a show next Tuesday, we're thinking of having a fresh new show next Sunday, and then a playoff preview show the Tuesday after. We'll get back to you with that next Tuesday night. Right now, let's jump into what's happened over the last two weeks. Welcome back from break, everyone. It is time to get back into playoff mode. Going to start off this week with Varsity Hockey. Uh, not so many games happening over the past three weeks since uh, uh, since the 8th of January, but the ones that did happen, uh, several of them were very, very important, especially in the West. There were only a couple of uh, games, only two games that involved East participants, both involving Hafter, but there were five games that involved West teams. SAR in the most impactful of them, starting out with the game that happened on Tuesday the 10th, and that being their uh, the 5-4 victory for Frisch over SAR. Yehuda Brin with the hat-trick for the Cougars to lead them over the Sting, jump over them, in uh, at least at that point, in the um, in the standings. Frisch at, had 18 points, um, SAR also had 18 points, uh, and for the moment, really is in the driver's seat. SAR would rebound from that with a win, a 3-1 win over Hafter uh, two weeks ago. Jason Burian, two goals. Gordy Kolb with one for the victorious Sting. We'll check in a second to see how that affects Hafter. But staying in the West, SAR jumped back into first place, 20 points. But with a record of 10-2 and two and Frisch at 9-1, this is going to be a very intriguing battle going down to the bitter end. Right now... Frisch has the advantage because they can obviously get more points than SAR. They can get to 26, while SAR can only get to 24. Taking a look at the remaining schedules for the two teams, SAR has Ramaz and Westchester. Uh, Not to disparage Westchester, but let's assume that this is a win for SAR. SAR is at 22 points. The Ramaz game... uh, I, maybe 75-25 that Ramaz, will, uh, Ramaz uh, that SAR will take that game. So let's put that out there. Let's say SAR wins that game. SAR is at a, at 12-2. Uh, at and two. Now looking over at Frisch, Frisch has Kushner, JEC, MTA, and Hillel. Hillel, let's, let's call that a win for Frisch. JEC, although it's going to be a great battle, we know what happened last time. Let's, let's figure JEC, MTA, more than likely wins for Frisch. 
Kushner is going to be an interesting battle. But even if they were to lose to Kushner, they're tied with SAR. Um, but the tiebreaker, I don't believe, favors SAR. I believe the tiebreaker favors Frisch. Um, let's go through the tiebreakers one more time and, and uh, just try to delve through that. Tiebreakers for hockey are as follows. It's wins. They would both be, if they if they both reach 12 wins, then that's, you know, that's where we stand. We stand at 24 points. Head-to-head would be one and one. Ties over overtime losses. Nothing. Points versus playoff teams. Let's go take a look at the points versus playoff teams for them. SAR, two, four, six. Kushner, let's assume Kushner, even if Kushner or MTA makes it, SAR will get uh, four points from that because they beat both. So, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16 after the win over over Hefter. So, we just took points from TA, two, uh, four from TABC, two from Frisch, four from either Kushner or MTA, two from JEC, two from Hillel, and two from Hafter. Looking over at Frisch, Frisch has... Four from TABC, two from SAR. That makes six. Um, assuming they will at least have two points. If MTA makes it and they defeat MTA, they will have two points. Uh, two points there. If Kushner makes it, um, that might be a different story. The question is, will either of them beat Frisch on the way in? In other words, will Kushner take that second game and beat Frisch? If that's the case, then that's more points that you have to think about. But let's keep going down the line. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18. So without even factoring in either one of, I believe, one of Kushner or MTA, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16. Yeah, assuming that they, they beat JEC, they'll already be at 18. It won't really matter. So if they lose one of their last two games, either MTA or Kushner, regardless, you know, who if they lose to whoever is not in the playoffs, it doesn't really matter. But even if they do, if they beat JEC, I think they already have the tiebreaker, which makes this more of a moot point. So Frisch right now really is in the driver's seat for the top spot. Um, it, may, it may take them having to to take a steep fall for them to be knocked out. Behind them, a nice group stacking up for the three and four battle. We have Ramaz, JEC, and TABC. Uh, Ramaz and TABC both in action over the last couple of weeks. TABC began the stretch with a 5-1 win over MTA. TABC and MTA went in with one point separating the two. TABC went in at 6-3-0-1-1, MTA at 6-6, six six, so it was 13-12, and 12, and now after that, TABC has jumped up to 15 in a tie, a, a dead-even tie with JEC, 7-3-0-1-1. Ironic, these two teams will be facing each other this very week. They both stand one point behind Ramaz. Ramaz at 8-3 after a massive win over Westchester this past week, uh, giving Ramaz 16 points. So those three teams, again, separated by one point. Very likely that unless SAR or Frisch uh, take a fall, um, because right now those three teams can actually all still reach up over both, but with the unlikeliness of it happening, you know, it, it's just not likely. They're, they're, so the, those three will be fighting for two first-round uh, home game slots. One of those three teams very likely to miss out. Uh, so which team will that be? That will be determined over the next few days. The uh, other team in the West that uh, 
has to be taken into consideration, the team we haven't mentioned yet, uh, uh, the Kushner Cobras. Kushner taking a 5-4 overtime win over Hillel. Hillel, nine points, giving them a run for their money. Zach Kaplan, though, with the game winner in the overtime session, pushing pushing Kushner's rep, record, excuse me, pushing Kushner's record up to five and five, giving them ten points right now, two points behind MTA for what is likely going to be the last playoff berth. Technically, well, it is for the last playoff berth. Um, I don't think that both of these teams will make it. I think the schedules make it very unlikely that both of these teams will make it, may, making it so one of those two teams will likely be the last playoff entrant. Right now, MTA only has two games left. MTA's final two games are Ramaz and Frisch. Uh, Kushner's two, Kushner has two more games in hand. They're two points behind, but they need to make up ground with their next couple of games. Uh, their games left are Hank, DRS, Frisch, and TABC. If MTA uh, defeats Ramaz... It's going to put a ton of pressure on Kushner because it means they'll have to win at least two of those games. They hold the tiebreaker with MTA, so they want to at least get into a tie with them. Kushner needs to, uh, we'll get into a Kushner needs to beat Hank. Uh, but if MTA gets a win over Ramaz, Kushner's also going to have to take a game from Frisch, TABC, or DRS in the process. So right now, they're really hoping that Ramaz and Frisch do him a solid and help, help them out so that uh, they can get business done on their own. We'll get to that in just a second, taking a look at the week ahead. Hillel, uh, the, uh, I guess the higher of the low-end teams, been eliminated already, but at 4-8-0-1, has nine points, uh, and rounding out the West is Westchester at 0-11. Moving back over to the East, the only game in the East that involved two full East teams, because we already told you about Hafter and SAR, was a 6-1 win by Hafter over Solomon Schechter. So the 1-1 one one on the week uh, on the weeks brings Hafter to a record of 8-2. Right now, they're at 16 points. They've clinched a playoff berth and at least a first-round home game. The same can be said for the two teams above them, Rambam and DRS. Rambam at 17 points at 8-3-0-1. But above them, DRS still a perfect 10-0. DRS uh, has clinched at least a first-round home game and can clinch a first-round by with the win or tie or a Rambam loss or tie. Uh, Rambam and Hafter going at it this week. We'll get to that in a second. A really interesting battle going to be between those three teams for the first round bye and for the, uh, the the top home game slot. Very unlikely that any of the other teams are going to catch them. The closest that can catch them is Hank. Right now, Hank is actually the only team that can catch them really is Hank. Right now, Hank has 11 points, can get to 19 points. Nobody else can top the 14-point mark. Flatbush is 5-7. and seven. Um, Hank and Flatbush both... Sorry, yes, Hank and Flatbush both clinched with... Uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. So right now, the the two of them are battling for what will be the last the last uh, first round home game slot. North Shore still looking to punch their ticket in. They can clinch with a win or tie or a YDE loss or tie this coming week. Uh, the two of them will face each other. So you know that that's 
one of those two team one of those two things could very happen very well happen if not both of those uh mag and david again finished their season quite a bit ago they're at seven points can't do anything more three ten and one for them yde at two nine oh and one the only team that can make life miserable for the playoffs um they can get to nine points again north shore only needing one more point because they have the tiebreaker to uh to end that and solomon Schechter at 110-0-1 three points uh, they will finish out their season. I think they have, they have two games this week. They have one game this week, one game. Uh, sorry, no, they, have, they do have two games this week. They face Hank and Flatbush, so they'll be done after this week. Speaking of the week ahead, let's take a look at that. Starting Tuesday night, we talked about YDE North Shore. North Shore will have two chances to close out the last ticket in the East. First against YDE on Tuesday night, and then against Westchester on Thursday. As we said, one win will do it, or a tie against YDE will accomplish the task. You know, a win or a tie against YDE, it's done. It'll finish out North Shore's season, uh, with the probability being that they will be the East sixth seed. They would need Solomon Schechter to take one or both of their games against Hank and Flatbush over the next week in order to have a chance to move up the seedings board. Uh, should Flatbush and Hank get wins, they'll put themselves out of reach in the East and relegate North Shore to the sixth seed, where they'll await whomever the East three seed will be. For YDE, YDE is going to need to win against North Shore this week and Hank next week and have Westchester defeat North Shore in order to have any shot at the postseason. You figure out the likeliness of that happening. Solomon Schechter, as we said, facing Hank. That'll be this coming Wednesday night. If I didn't mention it, the YDE North Shore game will be Tuesday night. Also happening Wednesday night, Frisch and Hill are doing battle out west. Frisch is going to be playing two games in two nights. This will be the first. The second is going to be on Thursday night against JEC. The JEC game will be the highest-seeded team that the Cougars will face down the back stretch. Uh, Frisch thrashed JEC 9-3 in their first meeting. Two Frisch wins here over those two teams will leapfrog them back over SAR, who, as I said before, it's more of a, uh, you know, it's more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More of a figurehead, more just a formality that SAR right now is over Frisch because Frisch having the better advantage right now. They hold the edge over SAR, uh, and a loss would not work in their favor should they lose to a playoff team. We already said that. We'll know more about what Frisch needs to do fully when Kushner and MTA play more games, but certainly win is the first thing that comes to mind. Don't leave anything to chance. Frisch right now, best opportunity to get the job done and clinch the Western Conference. Wednesday, that Hafter-Rombaum battle that we mentioned, rescheduled game from the snow out a few weeks ago. This one has major playoff implications. Uh, unless DRS slips up majorly, only one of these two teams will get a first-round bye. Right now, Hafter has the advantage with possible points, but Rombaum can put an end to that with two wins against Hafter over the next two weeks. Those are the last two games the Ravens have. A Hafter win, though, will put a cushion between the two. Not large enough for Hafter to feel comfortable with DRS, TABC, and another Rombaum game coming up though. So one and one won't really hurt either team, but it won't really help either team. Especially not Rombaum, who will finish off their season over the next two weeks. If Hafter takes points off of Rombaum, Rombaum is going to need a lot of help from DRS and TABC in order to get back into the first round by conversation. Also, uh, also coming up Thursday night, Kushner-Hank in a cross-battle. Cross-conference game with postseason implications for both teams. As we said before, with two wins on the week, 
Um, they can shore up the first. Hank can shore up the last remaining first round home slot in the East. While it's not impossible for the Hurricanes to still clinch a first round by, as I said, the odds are not in their favor. It will require a massive combination of Hafter and Rambam tying both their matchups, Hafter losing to DRS and TABC, and Hank running the table, which includes DRS. For Kushner, it's about survival in the race with MTA for a playoff spot. Kushner can pull even with the Lions in points and in the win column with a win, and an extra game in hand, but a very difficult schedule ahead has DRS, Frisch, and TABC. A loss for Kushner, as I said, means must win for one of those games. Uh, if MTA defeats Ramaz in two weeks, it'll mean, as I said, at least two wins, and that's going to be a very difficult task for Kushner, who has not pulled out wins over those high-seeded teams this season. Also coming up Thursday, Westchester and North Shore do battle. We mentioned what the implications are when, with North Shore's YDE game. Flatbush and Solomon Schechter will play. If Hank wins both their games this week, the only thing Flatbush can do now is fight for seeding. And a win would lock them into the five seed. A loss keeps the door open for North Shore. Then you have a, uh, a JEC Frisch, which we mentioned already. JEC will be back in, ma- in action on Saturday night where they'll face TABC. As we mentioned, right now they're tied. Um, JEC could, with a win over Frisch, put themselves in a little better position. But if they don't, TABC will have the opportunity. First, they'll have the opportunity of being a loss ahead. And then if they win this, they'll be both a loss and two points ahead, making it an even tougher battle for JEC. Both teams looking for a leg up in the race for a first-round home game. As I said, currently both at 15 points. If JEC loses, a must-win game for JEC right here. Finally, DRS and Hafter. This uh, this game really deserves a lot more attention than people should would be giving it uh, looking at the two rosters this year. First game that these two played, DRS only walked away with a one nothing win. Again, I say only, uh, but Jakey Friedman playing a massive role in that game. Again, part of that shutout streak. Right now, Hafter, though, uh, on a roll of their own and looking for all the points they can get. This is going to be a a needed boost in the hunt for a first-round home game. Um, DRS, if Hafter beat, for DRS, if Hafter beats Rambam, uh, this game will be to wrap up the number one seed in the conference, though. So both teams have something to fight for. The question is, um, who at this point is going to, to have the bigger drive. DRS can already wrap up, can already have wrapped up the the number one spot, but uh, Hafter looking to looking to jump into the first round by consideration. So the question is going to be, who's going to want this more, as really is the case with just about every game. Moving over to the varsity rankings for for uh, going into the final two weeks of the season. DRS still remains at the one right now. Them being perfect, even though they didn't have any action, can't uh, can't quite drop them. They it'll see, We'll see what happens in the Hafter game this week. Frisch jumping over SAR from the three to the two, swapping with SAR, who is now at the three. Frisch with the win over SAR. SAR taking the loss to Frisch, but the win over Hafter to keep them in the top three. TABC, the win over MTA, keeps them at four. Rambam Idol stays at five. Hafter, with the one-in-one week, stays right where they are at sixth. Ramaz stays at seven. JEC stays at eight. Flatbush, Hank, Kushner, 
MTA and North Shore stay uh, true to the 13th slot. Hillel's loss in overtime to Kushner pushes them up over Mag and David into the 14th slot. Mag and David down to the 15th. Solomon Schechter, YDE, and Westchester round out varsity. Moving over to JV now, only two games in the last two weeks, both of them involving SAR Hafter being the only team active. As we said, for this is really these two games really were more about SAR than either Frisch or Hafter. Um, Frisch and Hafter obviously both fighting for something. SAR, though, the only one of these three teams that didn't come into this in a real good playoff situation. And while they have to feel happy with what they did against Frisch, uh, coming away with a 3-3 tie, their second tie in a row for Frisch, SAR has to feel like the last two weeks really were a loss. They tied Frisch 3-3. Arye Bloom saving the game for Frisch with a 3-on-3 goal Two minutes remaining in the game. SAR went up 2-0 to start the game. Frisch battled back to make it 2-2. SAR scored to make it 3-2. Arye Bloom then scoring for Frisch with two minutes to go on -on three-on-three action to send the game to overtime where it would end three-on-three. Again, second tie in a row for Frisch, third on the season. They're they're giving away points, uh, and it looks as if, even though they're tied with TABC now at the top, uh, TABC has... A lot of the advantages. Frisch can only get two more points. Uh, We'll get back to SAR in a second. Just wanted to run through this. They ended up clinching the playoff berth with the tie to SAR. They can clinch a first-round home game with a winner tie versus JEC or Ramaz Losser tie to SAR. But the battle at the top between Frisch and TABC is going to be an interesting one. Taking a look at the last games for both teams. Frisch has JEC. TABC has JEC. DRS, and Hank. So, let's assume that Frisch gets a win over JEC. If TABC gets a win over JEC, we're, we're done here. Um, you know, if, as, long as, as long as TABC wins one game, because of the fact that Frisch is coming in, they'd be, they'd be tied with points. Um, but the wins wouldn't be there. Because TABC would have seven wins, and the most Frisch can get is six. They really shot themselves in the foot with all of those ties. Nothing you can do about that now, but it looks as if TABC uh, is in the driver's seat for the one seed. Getting back to SAR, though. SAR, um, they didn't really do themselves any favors. They needed, at the very least, two points, and those being wins, in order to maintain their standing in a race for what will probably be the final playoff spot. Right now, they're in a battle with SA, with sorry, with sorry MTA and JEC. Coming out of this now, they're all tied with eight points. But SAR has, has an uphill climb because they have one game left. That's against Ramaz. Right now, they're 3-4-1-1. They can get to 10 points. The problem is, if JEC or MTA get to 10 points, MTA has Kushner, JEC has Frisch and TABC. If MTA beats Kushner or if JEC takes one of those games... It's over for SAR, because even if they're tied with MTA or JEC, if they're tied with MTA, even though they beat MTA, um, MTA would take it because MTA would have wins, and wins is the first tiebreaker. So SAR can only get four, MTA and JEC can both get five. So any win by JEC or MTA 
will effectively end SAR's chances at the playoffs. They needed a they needed points in the form of a win, didn't get it, and now they're going to need help to get into the postseason. They're a talented team, and that's and that's why this is difficult. SAR we've had SAR ranked very high all year. The problem is that even though they're so talented, they just haven't really gotten the job done. And this, these last two weeks really were a showing of it, you know, going and tying Frisch, but then falling to, uh, to Hafter. Um, it's not looking good for the Sting, um, and right now they need to wait and see what happens. Uh, the, the other two teams we didn't talk about in the West, Ramaz, uh, 11 points, sandwiched in between the two tiers that we talked about, TABC Frisch above them at 13, JEC, MTA, and SAR at 8 below them. They can clinch uh, playoff berth with a win or a JEC loss or tie and SAR loss or tie. They can clinch a first-round home game with a win versus SAR and a Frisch loss to JEC. That would be interesting. If Ramaz wins and Frisch loses to JEC, um, they would clinch a first-round home game. Why? For the same reason why we mentioned Frisch and TABC. Ramaz would be helped by the fact that they would have six wins, and Frisch would only have five. They would be tied at 13 points. Ramaz, though, would be 6-3-1. and one. Frisch would be 5-2-3. and three. Again, the ties hurting Frisch, because even though they are high in points, and even though they beat Ramaz, they wouldn't get it because of wins. So, again, Ramaz hoping Ramaz hoping that uh, that JEC takes a chunk out of Frisch, and then goes and gets the job done against SAR. The other team in that race is Kushner. Right now, Kushner um, still still technically in it. They'd be eliminated with a loss or tie. They need everybody else to lose. They need to run the table and hope that JEC and SAR all come up short. Uh, Kushner still has MTA on their own. Kushner's MTA's last game. So if Kushner beats MTA, that'll open the door for them, uh, especially with JEC having TABC and, uh, and, and Frisch. SAR having Ramaz. That's a 50-50 game. We'll get to this in all in a second. Um, right now, though, Kushner... Still still in the mix. Got a tough game ahead against Hank, and that's going to be where we'll see in a second where we believe their downfall might be. Moving over to the East, the Hafter game did what uh, you might expect it to. It finished out the playoffs. Um, with Hafter's win, Hafter moves to a record of 6-2, and two, securing the final playoff spot, leaving Rambam on the outside looking in. Right now, the division looks like this. DRS at 15 points, 7 Oh, and one. Looking to wrap it up this coming week, they'll face Hafter on Sunday. We'll get to that in just a second. Hafter and Hank tied at 12 points at 6-2. and two. Hafter taking the advantage right now because of the win over Hank. So the two of them, though, tied for that second playoff spot and third spot. And behind them, the last playoff entrant from the East, Flatbush, with 11 points at 5-3-0-1. Flatbush having one game left, can't really do much other than look to get one point up. We'll get to that in just a second. Rambam, the hard-luck loser of this, at 3-5, 6 points, can't do any better 
then fifth place on the outside looking in, along with YDE, Shari, and Megan David at four, two, and two points, respectively. Taking a look at the week ahead, Flatbush and Shari Tora doing battle Thursday, along with Kushner and Hank. Flatbush wraps up their regular season with hopes of hosting a first-round home game, but unless Hank or Hafter slip up, even a win here won't cover it. Flatbush will likely be the three or four seed heading into the playoffs. Again, we said this is Flatbush's only game left, so Flatbush can get at most 13 points. Hank and Hafter both have 12 points. Looking at their uh, setup for the coming, for the last couple of games, Hafter has DRS and Rambam. Hank has TABC and Kushner. They would just need uh, points off of uh, the respective teams. If Hafter can get points off uh, Rambam or DRS, Hank can get points off of TABC or Kushner, that would push them up ahead over the Falcons. They'll likely be, but you never know what happens. You never know if somebody takes a, a, a victory. If Rambam can upset Hafter, play spoiler. Um, if uh, TABC and Kushner somehow manage to spoil Hank's bid, Flatbush can find themselves hosting a first-round game. You never know. Let's see what happens after this week. Speaking of Kushner and Hank, Hank has a very tough game in this uh, after this in TABC. We said that a loss will likely mean traveling in the first round, like we just said, unless Hafter and Flatbush slip up. Unlike Flatbush, though, Hank's opponent is still fighting for something. With the final spot in the West, a four-team race, like we said, Kushner can still gain entry if they win out and JEC and SAR lose out. SAR faces Ramaz next week, like I said, 50-50. JEC faces TABC and Frisch. So right now, if Kushner can get the job done on their own, if Kushner can beat Hank, Kushner can beat MTA, they're in very they're in very good spot right now. But they gotta get the job done. They can sneak it in, but you never know. This game Thursday night is gonna say a lot about them. Other than that, they're just playing spoiler. Saturday night, one game, TABC and JEC. Situation is kind of complicated, but also very simple for the JV West fourth spot. Keeping it simple for JEC, a win, and they're in. A JEC win would mean that MTA and SAR can only hope to tie them. JEC would win the tiebreak in that three-team race. Otherwise, SAR or MTA or even Kushner have a shot. Finally, Sunday, DRS and Hafter. If Hafter can avenge their early season 3-1 loss, it could mean major things as it would put Hafter in position to win the conference with DRS still having to face TABC. Hafter's remaining game would be Rambam, and should Hafter get to 16 points and DRS falls to TABC, they would, they would get the one seed. Let's take a look at that scenario. Right now, DRS has 15. Hafter has 12. DRS loses this game. DRS is at 15. Hafter's at 14. Hafter's remaining game is Rambam. DRS's remaining game is at TABC. If Hafter can beat Rambam, they'll be up to 16 points, putting the pressure on DRS to defeat TABC, currently the best team in the West at, as we said, 6-0-1. Really putting the pressure on them and making, uh, making life more miserable. For DRS, it's simple. Win now and don't make that TABC game any more difficult than it really needs to be. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Nakam Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League sports. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. 
Moving over to basketball, going to start off with girls basketball. Going to start off in girls varsity A. Most active on the week, starting out in the East, were the Heschel Heat. Heschel going 2-1, and one, needed three wins to clinch a playoff berth, got two of them, and can clinch uh, with a win this coming week. Heschel taking two wins, over one over Kushner and one over Solomon Schechter, a 54-26 win over Kushner, a 42-24 win over Solomon Schechter, I believe avenging an early season loss to them. So Heschel, again, up at 6-5 and five now, pushing them up over Hafter and up over North Shore. Hafter behind them at 5-6, and six, not active in the last week, and neither was North Shore at 4-5. and five. That'll be key coming up to the week ahead. Also active on the week, Ramaz. Jumping to a record of 7-4, and four, taking one win and one loss. They needed two wins to clinch. They only got one. Ramaz got the win over Heschel, 48-35. That was Heschel's only loss on the week. Uh, Ramaz would then go and take a loss to Western Division leading SAR. SAR, the most active in the West. We'll get to that in just a second. But a 44-32 loss to the Lady Sting Put Ramaz at seven and four, putting a uh, cramp in their uh, in their race to get to the top spot in the East. Right now, Flatbush above them at eight and two, only needing a win or Ramaz loss to finish that out. Flatbush with two games remaining. Flatbush's two games left are Ramaz and Hank. So Flatbush can do it themselves with a win over Ramaz. Uh, otherwise, they have uh, they have winless Hank. Uh, which could pretty much end it. Ramaz's only game is that game against Flatbush. Taking a look at the rest of the division, because it's a really big cluster right in the middle of the East, fighting for the third and fourth playoff spots. Central, above Heschel at 6-4, and four, one game in hand. We'll get to that in a second. Heschel, as we said, 6-5. and five. Hafter at 5-6. and six. North Shore at 4-5. and five. The teams on almost on the outside looking in, Solomon Schechter taking uh, two losses, losing to Westchester. Uh, they can be eliminated this week with a loss to Maya Note. They're 3-8. and eight. Hank has already been eliminated. They are 0-9, not fighting for anything, but still three games left for them to play. Bulk of the action in the West this, uh, the last two weeks, three weeks. As we said, SAR, 10-1 uh, with their three wins. They clinched a playoff berth with a win over Ramaz and then clinched the top seed overall with wins over Maya Note and Westchester. The win over Ramaz, the 44-32 win. Then they played Maya Note, beating them 44 to, I believe, 44 to 32 as well. I got to check that score. Over Maya Note and Ramaz were 44 to 32 wins. So congratulations to them. That's uh, that's quite a feat having two games in a row with the same score. Their last game, a 60 to uh, a uh, uh, let's just call it a massive win over Westchester. Not even gonna mention that score, but 3-0. and Congratulations to SAR getting two double digits on the season. 10-1, um, and clinching the top seed in the West, fighting behind them. Frisch is 7-3 and right now. Frisch staying one game ahead of Hillel, one win ahead of Hillel at 6-3. and Both of them will be fighting for the final uh, the final uh, first round home game spot. Maya Note trying to stay in, in uh, contention uh, going 0-1 oh, 
on the last three weeks. Again, that loss to to SAR. Forgot to mention Hillel taking a taking a win over Westchester, so they went one and zero, upping them to six and three, taking them out of the pack with Maya Note and Bruria behind those at four and four. Uh, Bruria and Maya Note can still hit eight wins. Uh, Hillel can hit nine wins along with Frisch. Right now, Bruria, Maya Note almost tied at the hip. The fact that Hillel gained a two-game separation from Bubble Team Bruria really gives them a bit of cushion. Uh, Kushner and Westchester rounding out the division. Kushner at 3-8, and eight, Westchester at 1-9. and nine. Looking at the week ahead, uh, we are missing, I should say, we are missing two, uh, one game result. We're missing Kushner and Hillel from Wednesday, the 11th of January. If anybody has that, please let me know so that we can uh, accurately update our standings. Uh, looking at the week ahead, big week, uh, Heschel and Westchester facing Monday night. Heschel can clinch a playoff berth with a win here. Seeding to be determined once the week's games are out and involving North Shore and Central because North Shore and Central are, as we said, right there. Speaking of North Shore and Central, Tuesday night. Central can also clinch with a win in this one. A loss opens the door for North Shore who can pull even with a win over Hank at the end of the week. Uh, very interesting battle. Again, Five teams fighting, or six teams really, fighting for four playoff spots if you include Hefter. Wednesday, we'll see Mayanot and Westchester play. Mayanot plays two games against teams with combined four wins on the week. Uh, that being Westchester and Solomon Schechter, two nights in a row. Two wins would put them at 7-3, and three, ahead of Bruria, with the two facing off in Mayanot's last game of the season. It would put immense pressure on Bruria, making that game a must-win, as well as two of their last three games, which includes Hafter, Frisch, and North Shore. Uh, not a very easy battle down the back end for Bruria, who is at 4-4. Four and four. Thursday night, we'll also see Hank and Flappish do battle. Flappish can wrap up the top seed in the East with a win over winless Hank. Hank will be in action again on Sunday against North Shore, and Hillel will do battle with SAR on Sunday as well. Depending on who won the Kushner-Hillel game earlier this month, this game could be huge in determining the second and third seed in the race between Frisch and Hillel. In their other meeting this year, SAR won by 10. SAR again locked up the top seed in the West, nothing left to gain. From more clear outlook on this division, or this league, next week on the Court Report, we will be able to sort it all out for you. It seems like we really don't have that much time this week, uh, so we're going to skip over girls varsity being girls JV, and we'll update you on those next week. Both of them have very interesting scenarios, so hopefully some of that will be cleared out over the week, and next week's analysis will be more clear to present to you. Let's quickly jump on over to boys basketball. We're going to start off in varsity, where the biggest uh, stretch for the last couple of weeks went to the Heschel Heat. Heschel remaining undefeated at 11-0 now after three wins over that stretch, starting with the 64-45 win over Kushner. Elon Orgel leading the Heat with 18 points. Sam Bernstein leading Kushner with 17 Big game for Gabe Plotzker of Kushner, almost reaching triple dig- uh, sorry, triple double in loss. 13 points, 15 rebounds, and 8 blocks for Kushner. But the next game on the week for Heschel would be the biggest. A 55-49 win for the Heat over SAR. Heschel overcoming Daniel Wazotsky's 28 points for the Sting to win. 
uh, Ilan Rogel, Jeremy Spira, each scoring 15 points. Those two wins clinched at least a first-round home game. Uh, they would end up taking a third win on the week over Maor Harlan Reese, coming up with 22 points in a 72 to 47 win, pushing Heschel out to 11 and 0, putting them above Frisch, who uh, was uh, without a game over the last couple of weeks. They're at 10 and 2, right behind Heschel. SAR with the loss drops to 8 and 3 where they are now tied with the TABC Storm. TABC taking two consecutive games uh, against MTA and Kushner, dropping the double uh, double dimes, as I called them on the uh, on Tuesday morning sports update a couple of weeks ago, 55-46 over TABC and 55-48 over Kushner. The uh, win against TABC combined with the Kushner loss pushed the Storm into fourth place in the West, and then the game against Kushner, Mo Proctor leading the way for the Storm with 24 points. Sam Bernstein again with 18 points. Plotsker with the second double-double on the week. So TABC and SAR tied at 8-3. and three. TABC clinching a playoff berth with their two wins, uh, but SAR not because SAR still has to face Ramaz. Ramaz can, can reach the 8-win mark, in which case TABC would have the head, even though SAR right now and TABC are tied. TABC is in the playoffs. SAR not yet. They need a win or a Ramaz loss to do so. And they face Ramaz, so they will be able to do it themselves. Behind those teams, Kushner, 0-2 on the last uh, on the last two weeks. Again, we talked about the loss to Heschel, talked about the loss to TABC. Only other, I think there's only one other game on the week that we didn't discuss in the West, and that was MTA's uh, rebound victory over Ramaz, 48-38. Buckbinder Twins combining for 24 points in the win. They went 1-1 one one on that stretch, so they are now 6-4. and four. They are two wins above Ramaz, who is the bubble team, MTA at 6-4, Ramaz at 4-6. Those will be the teams likely fighting uh, Ramaz, MTA, Kushner for two of the last three spots. Hillel, Maor, JEC, all very far out, all very eliminated. Moving over to the east, where a very interesting trend is starting to appear. Uh, only two games over the last couple of weeks, but very interesting results. You have YDE jumping back into a tie for first place with Rambam after a 61-50 to win over Shari Torah. And you have uh, Mag and David also taking a win over Shari Torah, 74-42. to So Mag and David with the upset pushing their record up to 3-7. and Shari Torah with the two losses dropping from 4-6 and to 4-8. and but the games on the week ahead will shape the East more than either of those games can. Several games, including the games coming up on Tuesday night. First games this Tuesday night, Hafter and Hank in the East. These two teams met in the Saturn tournament earlier this year, but have not met in the regular season. Hank right now is on a three-game win streak, having defeated three sub-500 teams in a row. Conversely, Hafter is on a four-game losing streak, having lost to four straight teams that are now above 500. A fifth loss for Hafter could mean trouble with games against DRS and Heschel on the horizon after their battle with winless JEC on Thursday. Also on Tuesday night, SAR and TABC will do battle for the West. Those two teams are tied at 8-3, and three, we just mentioned, looking to stay in the race for the first round bye. The winner will be one game behind Frisch, with Frisch still having two tough games to go. TABC stands to gain a lot from this week. Two wins on the week would tie up their series with Frisch and SAR, and then tie them with Frisch, with Frisch just ahead of each team's battle with Heschel next week. 
SAR, however, can put itself in great position with a win. With only Derechatora and Ramaz on the horizon, an 11-3 record would you know, would be probable and could then wait out Frisch's battle with TABC and Heschel. At the very least, though, the winner here will be a win or an MTA loss away from a first-round home game. Or in SAR's case, they will need Ramaz to lose as well. Wednesday night, we'll see only one game, Flatbush, Solomon, Schechter. Flatbush can clinch a playoff berth with a win and can also put some fear into Hank for what looks to be the second first-round home game slot. Thursday, quite a number of games, five or six. We have Hafter and JEC. We talked about that. JEC still looking for their first win of the year. If it hasn't beaten Hafter yet, sorry, if it hasn't beaten Hank yet, Hafter will look to snap its losing snide. But Thursday's big game. Rambam and YDE at the top of the Eastern Division. Massive battle at the top of the East Board. The winner will be 10-2 and two and a game up on the loser and DRS, who would be tied at 9-3. and three. DRS has the advantage over both having taken the meetings between them. A Rambam win over YDE would give them the series, having defeated YDE by 16 in mid-December, and would put them one game up on YDE and DRS, with only two games remaining across the board, and arguably the easiest schedule of the three. We'll get into that in a second. For YDE, a win would give them a little breathing room, but not too much, especially with one slip-up, meaning an opportunity for DRS or Rambam to get right back into the driver's seat. Taking a look at these three teams and what's on the horizon for them, just to compare their schedules, you have DRS. DRS will have Flatbush and Hafter combined 11 and 8 record. DRS defeated Hafter this year. Sorry, defeated Flatbush this year, but lost to Hafter. Rambam has Flatbush and Maor. Maor has only one win on the year, so Rambam will almost assuredly take at least one more win. Flatbush, I would say, is a 50-50 shot. Uh, YDE makes, you know, but the win o- a win over YDE in this game that we just mentioned makes 12-2 and two an extremely possible finish, which would give them the division. For YDE, they have Mag and David and Hank. They beat Hank by two to begin the year. But if you had to rank the teams in ease of the remaining schedules, you would easily put Rambam at the top, YDE at two, and DRS at three. So a Rambam win on Thursday night could mean a, uh, a a very easy road for Rambam to the division championship. Thursday night will also see the redate of the game between Ramaz and Kushner. Uh, Kushner sorely needs this to wrap up its playoff spot and gain separation from MTA as an insurance prior to Saturday night's game with them. A win in both games puts the Cobras in conversation for a first-round home game. Anything less will do them no favors. Ramaz needs this to stay in contention. As the bubble team, every loss is crucial, and this one would put them three games behind MTA, with MTA facing Hillel, Mag and David, and JEC only needing one win to wrap it up, which will almost assuredly be the case. Ramaz's schedule, though, is no cakewalk, though, but a win and surviving beats being eliminated any day. Also Thursday, another massive matchup, the TABC-Frisch game, Route 4 rivalry. Frisch took the first end of this game by 15. Again, a ton of talk about positioning and jockeying for first-round home games and first-round buys. Much of that will be sorted out after this week. Thursday night, we'll also see Megan David facing Solomon Schechter and Derek Hattora against SAR. Megan David and Derek Hattora holding on to slim margins to get into the playoffs. It's a very tall task with the games ahead. SAR 
looking to keep pace again with the top of the division. Saturday night will feature MTA and Kushner, Flatbush and DRS. Both of these games impactful because of what it could mean for all four teams involved. Again, Kushner and MTA fighting for uh, fighting for the right to make the playoffs and to host first-round home games. MTA looking to get back into that conversation. A win over Kushner would get them one step closer. DRS looking to maintain its uh, footing towards the top of the division, as we just mentioned. Sunday, we'll see MTA and Hillel do battle. MTA playing their second game in two days, this time against the two-win Hillel team. Quickly moving over to JV Basketball. Only a couple of games on the last three weeks. Starting off in the East, we'll just wrap up very quickly. Mag and David taking the 76-37 win over Shari Tora to, to keep their record almost clean at 5-1. and one. Shari Tora dropping to 1-7. and seven, uh, Two more games before the year is over. They've been eliminated. Mag and David still has the opportunity to win the division should they win out. But the way the East shapes up, you got DRS and Hafter tied at seven and two. Hank behind them at six and three. Mag and David squarely in the middle there at five and one. North Shore at five and two. YDE at five and three. Rambam at three and five. Flatbush at two and four. Sharatora one and seven. And Ezra at zero oh and eight. Bulk of the action out west though, where there were four games. First game on the week. Belong to Heschel, taking a 44-37 win over Kushner. So Heschel, jumping into the conversation for the sixth spot. They would end up losing to SAR later on in the week, 41-23, to to improve SAR to at least a 500 win, um, win mark on the year with a 5-4 and record, that 41-23 win also dropped Heschel down to 3-5. and five. So Heschel can at best do 500, SAR at worst do 500. Both of them on opposite sides of the playoff uh, list right now. SAR can clinch a playoff berth with two Heschel losses. So the two of them really looking down each other's uh, schedules to see how each will fare. Also on the week, TABC keeping pace with Frisch. Both of them taking wins. TABC would defeat Kushner. Frisch would, ref- would would defeat Ramaz, making their battle this coming week all that more important. Frisch is 9-0. TABC is 7-1. MTA is 5-2. SAR 5-4. JEC 4-4. Ramaz and Heschel are tied at 3-5. Hillel 2-6. Kushner 1-9. Westchester at 0-7. We have Couple, we have three teams that clinch a playoff berth in the West. Frisch has clinched at least a first-round home, uh, first-round bye. My apologies. Can clinch a top spot overall with a win and TABC loss. That can happen this week. TABC conversely clinched the playoff berth with their win versus Heschel, and can put themselves in uh, position to clinch the West with a win over Frisch this week. It'll only put them at 8-1, and one, but it'll put Frisch in 9-1, and one, TABC holding the tiebreaker. MTA can clinch a playoff berth with a win or losses by either SAR, Heschel, or Ramaz. And Heschel and SAR face, so the truth is SAR, uh, MTA will clinch by Wednesday night. SAR and JEC can both clinch playoff berths with two Heschel losses. 
looking at the week ahead, uh, seven or eight games on the week, you have Wednesday, a cross game between JEC and Mag and David. JEC needs to win one of its last two games to clinch a berth. Unfortunately, these two teams, these two games are against Mag and David, fighting for a top spot in the East, and Ramaz fighting for the last spot in the West. So it's going to be a dogfight. Should JEC lose this game to Mag and David, it would depend on Hillel defeating Heschel later on in the week to force a tiebreaker situation where they would advance. A Heschel win, though, would make things very interesting. The TABC Frisch game will take place on Thursday. This is a matchup we've all been waiting for. This game will, for all intents and purposes, decide the Western Division. Frisch at 9-0, earned a first-round bye, looks to cement another perfect regular season. TABC at 7-1 can only lose out on a first-round bye in this one, and uh, with losses in their final two games unlikely, as it's against Westchester, uh, this really is all about pride and position. You know, if TABC wins this one, they're probably still going to defeat Westchester, put them at 9-1, and one. worst case scenario, uh, sorry, not at 8-2, and two. worst case scenario, still a first round bye. Thursday will also see YDE and Rambam. These two teams are uh, very, very uh, connected, or will be very connected uh, going to this one, and uh, that being because Rambam right now at 3-5, and five, Rambam at, uh, YDE at 5-3, and three, uh, YDE being that bottom team in the playoffs, that sixth-place team in the playoffs, Rambam looking to make that tie. With a win, YDE can simultaneously earn a playoff berth and knock Rambam out of playoff contention. Rambam, on the other hand, can climb back in should they run the table, and with a win here against and against Flatbush next week, they would clinch a playoff berth. It would put Rambam at 5-5, five and five, and the pressure on YDE to defeat Mag and David, a very tough task. Uh, well, they wouldn't clinch a playoff berth. They would clinch a playoff berth should they win, and then DR- and YDE lose to Mag and David. Then, ag- uh, then again, this is also the YDE team that dropped division-leading defi- uh, division DRS just a few weeks ago. So the truth is... Flatbush is not a sorry. Mag and David is not exactly a an easy game, but YDE has already defeated top teams. So if they can pull off an upset over Mag and David, should they lose to Rambam, they would still make it. But they can let's see if they can get past Rambam first. Also coming up this week, two games on Saturday night. Massive for the East Flatbush DRS, Hafter North Shore. At least one first-round bye will be determined on Saturday night. A DRS win over Flatbush will give them at least a two-seed, depending on Mag and David the rest of the way through the season. A DRS loss opens up a world of possibilities, though. A Hafter win would then give them the spot. A North Shore win wouldn't lock anything up for them, but would give them the inside track. However, the North Shore still has to face Mag and David, giving hope to DRS in the case, uh, in that case, to recoup the first-round buy spot on tiebreakers. If we need to go into those, we will do so next week. I know that was a little confusing, but there are so many scenarios to consider here that once this is done, we'll have a much more clear option for these. The, the, uh, the best thing for these teams to do, just go out there and win and not worry about the tiebreakers. Sunday will be that last game, Hillel and Heschel, both teams fighting with Ramaz and JEC for the last two spots in the playoffs. That about wraps it up for this episode of The Court Report. Thank you once again for tuning in. We will see you next Tuesday. Again, next Sunday. We will not be on next Sunday being the big game. Please tune in 
to the Nachum Siegel Network for the Kosher Halftime Spectacular, uh, starring Arye Kunstler, that being taped last night. It was an amazing show, and I can't wait for it to be aired, and can't wait for everyone to share in just how great it really was. Again, we'll have an episode next Tuesday night. We will catch you up on all of what happened over the last week, or in this case, the next week in Yeshiva League Sports. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., or you can find the Court Report on iTunes or the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, Jam in the AM with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m., live only on the stream, NachumSiegel.com. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. If you haven't visited the Court Report fan page on Facebook, please do so and click the Like tab. Let's get that number up. See you next week right here on the Court Report, only on the Nahum Siegel Network. Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming only on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com